This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome one, welcome all to the Simple Politics Podcast. I'm your host and political elf, Kobe Omanaka, and I'm joined as always by uh, my co-hosts and political Santa Clauses, Tatten and Diane. How are you guys doing? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just wait for it. We'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> He's not going to do it, is he? <laughs> I'm not speaking to you. I'm not even talking. <laughs> oh. I, I mean, there is, guys, you have a few, you have a few kind of side uh, Instagram accounts. There's a Simple Politics US, there's a Simple Creatures, one that comes on back and forth, is it? But also there's Tatten's feed, at Tatten Spiller, with a blue verification check. This week, Tatten, you've asked people to submit their favourite Christmas songs, so you make a Christmas playlist. Yeah. I cannot believe someone as grinchy as you, in the, as you've demonstrated in the past few weeks, has loved Christmas songs to the extent that you've asked people to contribute a playlist. And some of them are outright bangers. That, that Tim Wheeler, Emmy the Great one, holy, what's going on there? Oh, I mean, Tim Wheeler and Emmy the Great's Christmas album is the only thing that gets me through December. It's a piece of art. I mean, there's a few things going on. I just need to unpick a few things. Firstly, um, <laughs> I've never been grinchy. Um, I've always supported the joy of Christmas. Uh, I just think it should start on Christmas Eve <laughs> and we can be all warm and fuzzy for like 48 hours and then the misery of life can return. I also, I think, I mean, I love music a lot and listen to a lot of music and my page is a community page about mental health. I talk about my own mental health. It's very important and other people want Christmas music. So let's bring some Christmas music together because it's not about me. It's about love. Kobe, it's not something you'd understand. <laughs> it's about peace and love in our time. I, I understand that. It's almost like uh, there's there's some lyrics to a song in, that you put in there. I can't remember which uh, Christmas song it was. Uh, Diane, how are you doing, this, by the way? Is this, does Christmas start a week tomorrow for you as this episode goes out? God, Christmas has like already been happening for about a month here. There's been, you know, elves, <laughs> Christmas plays, stuff. Yeah, I think I've peaked. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> <laughs> i'm still i'm currently still eating my body weight in mince pies uh, a day at the moment and i love myself and hate myself with equal measure with every bite that's also my relationship with you kobe <laughs> so that's funny <laughs> with every bite cracky yeah, i mean uh, yeah <laughs> well let's head on to the first part of the of the podcast proper the top post of the week as it stands on the Simple Politics Instagram feed. What posts have performed the best? Tatten. In at three was a really interesting court ruling in Scotland because some people who were trying to suggest that uh, women are who are people who have periods um, challenged in court the idea that because you had a gender recognition certificate, which says that you are officially a woman, it doesn't count towards a 50% minimum of women on boards. 
right? And the judge said, yes, it does. If you have a gender recognition certificate, then you are a woman. And that's a really, it's a huge ruling in in Scotland, and it protects the rights of, of trans women to, to be women. Yeah, it's good to see these kind of things. Uh, it's good to see how they are propagating through uh, different courts and governments. It's a really interesting ruling, and it's great to see how the simple politics readers have, have taken upon this and, and, and talked about it. I'm sure the discussion was quite hearty. Uh, but let's go on to the second post. What was the second most popular post this week, Diane? Okay, so in at two, um, for the second week running, this is this like this is like the old charts run down for the second week running in at number two. Strikes. Okay, so this is no surprise, but this is an updated view on everything that is happening strikes wise in December. And there is a lot, you know, we strike every day between now and Christmas. Um it's nurses at the minute, it's post, it's real, it's yeah. When you see it like that on the calendar and you realize, you know, how just how much of our infrastructure is affected this month, really, it is quite massive. And we've kind of just, we're just at the edge of some of them actually starting. So we'll wait to see the impacts because obviously at the minute, you know, it's freezing. It's not a great time for stuff not to be running or to be happening, but Equally, you know, there are very valid reasons why people are taking strike action. So how that plays out in the media is really interesting at the minute too, isn't it? It's lots of people trying to, in certain newspapers, um, spin it one way or another. There's a massive front page headline today um, from the Mirror, I believe it is, you know, like, we are with the nurses, you know, pay them. And yet there's some other papers who are like, ah, it's you know, all going to be awful because the nurses aren't there doing their job, you know. So it's real, real differences we're starting to see, I think. And uh, it's going to be an interesting few weeks. Yeah, I think I think with nurses, it's really interesting because they talk about you don't have to say the nurses are being unreasonable. You just have to say hip operations have been cancelled. You know, people have been waiting for we have ridiculous waiting times at the moment. People have been waiting for two years and then they can't get their hip operation done. The RCN changed their mind on cancer. Cancer surgeries were always going to continue, but some cancer care was going to be cancelled. And the nurses went, okay, like, cool, we'll come and do that because because they're, they're trying to be as reasonable as they can while still saying 3% is not enough. So, I mean, it really is. The, the, the nursing one is particularly interesting because of the unique position they're in. Uh, you talk about the news, my, my BBC alerts pinged this morning talking about for the first time in in over 40 years being the, the the nurses strike and when we look on this list here they're striking as it stands for two days yet that's compared to other people's this rail strikes for at least two times a week uh, for the next few weeks those two days aren't they don't seem like that much but the impact is going to be is going to be interesting to see how that how that resonates yeah and and when you've kept your powder dry so to speak you know they've had they've had pay freezes in the past. They've had. I mean, this is why they're coming out now. But but they've it's it, it's a cumulative strike action because the, their position has been has been reduced in real terms for so long. Well, this is the last episode of the season before uh, we break for Christmas. So I I anticipate when we resume, we'll have a lot more um, insights to what's happened with the strike action. Of course, guys, do go to the Instagram 
feed for simple politics because that's where you get the up-to-date information as to what's happening in the strike but we'll hopefully digest that when we come back in january and i'd say we'll be posting all the way through uh we've got a little rotor of who's doing what diane's you know hardly on it because she's off with you know children and mince pies <laughs> and things i am down to work on christmas day because why wouldn't i <laughs> it's all yeah but we will be we will be posted we will be working all the way through you're posting all the way through so we're not going to be here on the podcast but do do check out our feed and uh, join in and send me messages on christmas day <laughs> <laughs> okay what's the most popular this week on the instagram feed uh the most popular was um it got twenty nine thousand likes it's a really important post so it's going to have a specific offense the government have backed, it's quite a technical thing, a private member's bill, doesn't really matter. The official change is that there will be a specific offence for public and street sexual harassment. So that's, you know, from from wolf whistling uh, at people and shouting things and whatever it is. Now, that's already illegal, but this specific offence makes it easier to prosecute and easier to stop it from happening and it's just something that everyone can get behind you know like it's just a it's just a good thing the government have done here i don't think any and there is any opposition anywhere to it definitely i think there's definitely some question marks about enforcing it you know the police being really stretched and how you enforce these things i think that that's probably the only little debate i've heard but absolutely the the offense is is definitely progress and i think fully supported i think it's really easy to when the Conservatives, and let's face it, there's lots of people who don't like the Conservative Party very much. When the Conservatives do something that people agree with, they then say, yeah, well, the police are underfunded. It's like, okay, cool. Like, that, that, that may be a thing, but also this is a good thing. And, I mean, it's the same with, it's the same with everything else. There are lots of problems, and the government can solve some of them some of the time. And this is the government acknowledging something's a good thing. It's so, someone else set it up. This wasn't a bill that Rishi Sunak started or Liz Truss started or Boris Johnson. Gosh, 2022 has been tiring. <laughs> it wasn't a bill that any of that lot started. It was someone else and the government went, yes, we'll have that. Now let's head to the second part of the podcast, Mailbag. This is a chance for the readers and listeners to um, ask a question of you guys and myself as well, potentially. We do have a voice note this week, I believe, Diane. Is that right? We do, we do. We had a voice note come in from Rachel Parrott on Instagram and it's really great. In fact, I persuaded her to do it as a voice note because she asked it first. And I said, please record your voice. We'd love to hear it. So she did, which is brilliant. It's super apt for the last podcast of the year. Are your predictions for 2023? Surely they're not going to be all doom and gloom. And this really got me thinking because Tatten, you just mentioned not that long ago about 2022 three prime ministers, four chancellors, whatever, whatever else, you know, how many next year? <laughs> One. The whole year. I mean, it's got time to change between now and then, but <laughs> whoever it is uh, at uh, on Boxing Day uh, <laughs> will emerge all year. Yeah. I mean, prediction, my, my predictions 2023 are that we're going to start off with strikes it's going to be strike 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 we're going to get the firefighters are balloting and they're almost certainly going to say yes to strikes the teachers have finished their balloting now i think and they're going to go on strike as well the nurses aren't going to get 19 percent. whether they'll settle for the seven percent they got in scotland th that could stop them from striking but they're not i mean the government aren't doing that so so 
we're going to see a lot more strikes going on in January, February, March. We're going to see more and more people coming out. We might see them being more coordinated as well, making sure they're coming out on the same days so that everybody has to stay home on their own and cry like I do every day. And then we're going to slowly see them fizzle out, I think, in the spring, in the summer, because I think the government will, will be under such pressure to make those changes. And I think that people start running out of money. Strikers start running out of money because they get paid during strike days. So the more, I mean, the railway is striking two days a week. Now, with shifts, that's not always t- two of your five working days. But money becomes tight. So that the unions have to do more to to negotiate and the government will have to, if we start getting general strikes and that kind of thing, the government has to come to the table. So I think that as we move through spring into the summer, we should be having fewer strikes. We should be having more deals being done. And then um, then obviously the big events of 2023 that's not doom and gloom is the ashes. <laughs> when uh, Australia timidly, timidly step out uh, in front of our bowl unit. Um, that's going to be amazing. but. Then we get to the autumn and it's party conferences in the autumn. And these are probably the final party conferences before the next general election. So when we come back after the summer, let's say that all the strikes have been dealt with and everything's going going fine there. I mean, who knows? But whatever. We're going to be building towards a general election. These party conferences in September are going to be huge, and October, I think, as well. And then we're going to start seeing the legislative program. We're going to see laws being introduced to work towards a general election. And when we get to October, especially, we're going to see Diane start her Christmas celebrations because <laughs> she's awful. And and then we're going to have the best Christmas ever in December, and it's going to be full of comfort and joy. And Rachel Parrott, it's not all doom and gloom, because in 370 days, we can raise a glass of mulled wine and say 2023 is done. <laughs> I mean, you've gone through that a bit too quickly. You're fast-forwarding my life uh, before my eyes there. You said about no change in prime minister next next year. But what do you think about change in the leadership from the opposition parties? Do you think they will stick or or twist? We're talking about the, the last year before a general election definitely going to happen. Will Lib Dems, SNP, obviously SNP change their, their, their leader. Will Lib Dems, SNP, Labour look at who they've got at the top of the pile and say, actually, we need to um, position ourselves for for more victory, for more for more votes. Keir's staying, isn't he? Everyone, it'll be a get behind Keir. You know, this is the time to... And Ed Davey isn't a good... You know, he's in an all right place where, where you know, he, he will be staying around. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone's about to topple him <laughs> for the Lib Dems. You know, and Nicola Sturgeon equally is, um, you know, she is going to be finding all sorts of ways to try and hold uh, an independence referendum without Westminster's approval. Um, so, you know, she'll still be there doing her thing as well. But I think, yes, you, you know, Tatton's whistle stop tour is absolutely spot on. But I think, you know, more than ever, people will just be glad to get out of this winter, I think. You know, that'll be the big thing. Mm. Even the government will breathe a sigh of relief to get people over this this winter, whether that strikes cost of living, all the stuff that's going on. On that, we didn't talk about inflation because inflation's boring, but it's not boring because it ruins everything. This current inflation, I mean, ludicrousness, is predicted to come down next year. Uh, it's predicted to come down quite hard, 
but it will stay at this is, this is what the, the economists are saying it will stay at three three percent four percent which is really really high i mean we've now got like 11 percent, so it's hard to see how three is high but normally three percent would all be going this is ludicrous but it won't undo the price hikes we've just had right when after after inflation you're then it's compound inflation really because it goes on top of the 11 so the three percent or four percent goes on top of the 11 percent what you can't see uh dear listener is um my hand <laughs> gestures which are making this really clear it's like an excel graph <laughs> imagine my hands helping i mean what <laughs> what like like sooty and sweet <laughs> yeah um, um yeah <laughs> So we'll see some political posturing, but it's going to be quite steady, steadier than compared to last year is a lot of what we're saying here. Um, and I think I'd just like to add a note that we all look forward to the 1st of January because it's my birthday. Aww. It is, but that's not we're looking forward to it. The, the kind of pressure on things to change on the first day of the year is quite high. And I would just ask people just to don't put so much pressure on, on the first day. Try and relax and relax into the year and let things let things happen and give yourself a bit of a break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Okay, what has Rishi been up to? Has he been there for more than one truss, as that is the new designation of time that we're all allocating to everything political? Is it 44 days? I think he should be about there, yeah. Having minimum standards like that is quite poor, isn't it? <laughs> like, have you outlasted truss? The big Sunak news, in Sunak news this week, he has come to the House of Commons and made a statement on immigration. Uh, illegal immigration is what he calls it. There is an argument that no immigration is illegal necessarily, uh, but he calls it illegal immigration. He had a five-point plan. There's a lot of stuff about Albanians and how we're going to work with Albanian people and how other countries send people back to Albania, so we should be sending them back because we've got lots of people from Albania coming at the moment. If I was from Albania, living happily in the UK, I'm not sure how much I'd appreciate the way he speaks about people from Albania. In fact, I'm not Albanian. I'm not delighted with the way he speaks about people from Albania. But there is a problem. The, the Albanians are massively overrepresented in the people that arrive. And it's not really necessarily a country that people should be trying to seek asylum from. The events that are happening in Albania aren't don't hit that threshold. That's real. And we're going to work with Albania on that. We're paying too much money for hotels, for asylum seekers. So they're looking at holiday parks which sounds nicer than it is. Yeah, I mean, Clive Lewis got in trouble because he talked about concentration camps. I don't think there will be like concentration camps. You just think of how to phrase your words to annoy the most people. It's just... Yeah, I mean, but that's, yeah. that, that's the way politics in 2022 is. Like, it just, it's, it, it's this volleyball of, of bile. There is no money, right? You look at how few people get school dinners, free school dinners. Just imagine the food they're being served in these places. Well, they're not allowed, they have no money, they're not allowed to work, most of them some are, but you're not allowed to work, you're not allowed to do anything, so you, you're reliant on the state to to feed you, and like, what, there's no money to feed 
them nice food. It's so hard on both sides. But what needs to happen to get all these parks empty is lots more immigration checks, right? Get through all the applications and then either say, do you know what? You're actually, yeah, you're welcome. Come into our country and have a, a work, get to work. Or you say you, you don't fit our criteria and you deport people without doing the checks and getting the applications through. We will be stuck finding some kind of affordable accommodation for thousands of people. Asylum seekers, migrants don't want that. They don't want to be stuck in a holiday home. The government don't want to be paying for for hotels or whatever else it is. Surplus army buildings. They said, why are they surplus? They're surplus because they're run down. They're surplus because they're not nice places. No one wants it. So a lot of the plan is to do more checking. The final thing is we need to be looking at the source. We need to be stopping the kind of reasons why people why people are allowed to come here because you're not going to you're not going to stop people wanting to cut flee unless you stop the thing they're going to flee from so putting money into that is really important <clears throat> and finally sorry i've been banging on about this it's really interesting one thing that they didn't put in the speech that the opposition wanted is clear safe ways to come which there don't exist at the moment for a lot of people. So we need to have, for example, processing asylum claims in refugee camps outside of countries that are no good at the moment, right? And then, and then if people pass, then they can just fly here and their asylum seekers and they're done. There's no hotel part of it. They haven't had to risk their lives coming over the freezing channel. Awful news yesterday. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, I would have thought. Finding ways of sorting things before people come here in a safe and meaningful way would be nice, I think. Diane, what do you have on Rishi Sunak this week? That's definitely his big stuff. He hasn't actually been at the Cobra meetings, but there have been Cobra meetings with the rest of... Hasn't he learnt from Boris... Join the Cobra meetings. <laughs> These have been strike preparedness Cobras. So um, Oliver Darden's been been leading them generally. He's he's the strong man of parliament, of government. Mm, wow. Yeah. He always just looks a lot like a sinful man. <laughs> but he's been um, talking to the army and they've been, you know, it's all about cover for when ambulances, ambulance workers go on strike. They're going to draft in military and obviously feeding into Rishi. They'll be speaking to him and making their plans. And, you know, yeah, that that's the kind of thing that's going on behind the scenes at the minute. Plus big rumblings over voter ID, but that is still going ahead to be implemented for May's local elections in England next year. And then wider than that nationwide for the general elections whenever they come in 2024 but there were some last minute efforts by some Lib Dem peers to try and get that stopped but unfortunately they didn't get through Labour abstained and it looks like it's still going ahead so there are some concerns about that because the types of ID that are on the list are recommended there's very many more that are sort of, if you're over 60, you'd probably have free bus passes, different bits and bobs. But if you're younger and don't drive or, you know, haven't had a passport yet, then you might be struggling a bit. And there will be a free pass available from a local council. There will. But, you know, 
is that something people are going to actively do? It's another thing to do before you vote. So I think that is one that local councils are going to have a big job at encouraging people to to do and reaching out to people for for, for next May. I think we, yeah, we talked about this in a previous episode earlier in the year and it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I It seems like this spending time solving a problem that isn't really there the feels there's other there's other things that that could be that could have the attention of uh, of these people who are running the country <laughs> from my point of view but let's see let's see how it plays out guys what's going to happen next week we're not on we're not live next week so what's happening next week and through throughout december i guess if there's anything that you want, you want to point out strikes and strikes and I think you know um if you're in government at the minute if you're Rishi you're probably not going to put your feet up and watch Love Actually because he's probably going to be having I bet he does (laughs) do you I bet he I bet he's there saying I want to be Hugh Grant and reenact the dance scene yeah but maybe not like verbally assaulting my my staff member um in the way (laughs) that Hugh Grant does but I bet he I bet he is well into love actually yeah and sees nothing wrong with it <laughs> well whether you'll get time to watch it because you know i i reckon he will still be being called upon for strike action stuff over christmas i think but well not if he's not turning it to a cobra meeting <laughs> oh no i mean we, we need to be fair the, the prime minister can't go to every meeting he can't like it's not bad they didn't get a cobra like he Cobra was organised. There was a government minister there. They sorted, you know, they sorted out a bit of a plan. He's the prime minister. Like he's, he's, he's got stuff to do. I mean, yeah. I mean, in other news, I've never seen Love Actually. <laughs> I don't think you're missing out apart from being able to join a discourse about laughing at Love, Love Actually. Do you know, yeah. Like I just, I just have no desire to do so. It just just doesn't doesn't float my boat right um we have got a week of so parliament are sitting for two days nothing happens there is there's the seafarers bill on monday but that's quite a minor thing and then on tuesday the last day before a big recess they have matters to be raised before recess and any mp can pitch up and say we need to talk about you know whatever it is and it used to be a kind of niche little affair where they um, went down rabbit holes of debates. And increasingly, it's being used to clip for social media to talk about, look, I went in and spoke about our local hospital, or I went in and spoke about whatever issue it is that that MP wants to show their followers on social media that they've been talking about. So it's a bit of a shame, really, because it used to be quite an interesting watch, and now it's just a lot of grandstanding from um, MPs of all, on, on all sides. And then they rise. We don't have any PMQs next week. We're saved that horror. I won't be packaging anything up any orders because the post won't be going. So, yeah, I will be watching the darts is what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch darts. Well, on that, obviously, the strike action, the post are going out. Today, guys, as you're listening to this, is the last post day for Christmas. Guys, if you're listening to this before 9am on Friday, the 16th of December, 2022, and you want the gifts to arrive before Christmas, get over to sbstuff.co.uk, get your goodies, get your presents, and Tatum will send them off. If after 9am, you still want the stuff, go and buy them, but just be aware that it will likely arrive after Christmas. Still buy the the stuff, still buy it. 
It's great. I got a lovely email yesterday from someone who said that uh, I've just bought this as a present for myself and there's no rush on delivering it. Uh, if I can be in a non-priority pile, I mean, that's not how I sort them when I post them out, but uh, <laughs> wasn't that not, you know, that was just a lovely, lovely email to get from a lovely person. So as you listen to this, check your watch. If it's before 9 a.m., get down to sbstuff.co.uk, put the order in and you'll get it before Christmas. Otherwise, it'll be a bit after Christmas, but that's not a problem. You can still have some mince pies on me. Just enjoy mince pie and say, Kobe said enjoy mince pie. Guys, is there anything you want to say before we head off for the end of this year, for the new year? Happy Christmas. Thank you for sticking with us for all of 2022. Tell more people about Simple Politics and we'll see you to do it all again next year. I, I just want to end. I mean, thank you. Thank you for your company. Thanks for being around. Thank you for, uh, yeah, just, just, just having SP in your life. We've, we've made a lot of jokes about me not liking Christmas, but the truth is that it's dark and it's cold and Christmas raises a torch of joy for us to get to get through this this time. And it feels like there's a lot of reasons why we need that extra joy right now. So Merry, Merry Christmas and, and Happy New Year. <laughs> I never thought you were going to say Merry Christmas. Thank you very much, Tatum. That's a great way to end. Um, hope you guys can enjoy your Christmas as much as possible. If you know someone in need, do give them a call. Do reach out because it's a time when people do feel loneliest and we don't want that in this day and age. Um, so Merry Christmas for me and from everyone here on Simple Politics. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.